this episode of the Fan Men Podcast of DJ Go. Chris Davis. <laughs> Sean Ogerty. I don't I don't think there was anything worth laughing about there. But, I don't uh, know. Uh, there but, was a little crack at yeah, the end there, there little, that made me smile. Well, was there? Well, those little, of you that could, I wasn't looking when he said it, yeah, which well, kind of I, I was. More. I was. So what I, you know, so what I Peter heard Brady action? Might, have been, <laughs> might have been biased by what I saw, but- he had his hand on the back of his neck and just looked sore and tired, and and that's a good place to start this. I am, week. I am. Just <laughs> sounds from, about right for this week's recording. Yeah, and not for like anything that's going on outside of my little bubble. But I am just defeated already this year. Like I've just yeah. had just the run of my shit luck in life. Just How continues. is that possible? It's we're recording, you know, mid mid January here. I know. Er, early just, early mid January. And it, I, I, just, I can't say you're wrong, DJ. I can't win. <laughs> what? How, how can we feel this? I mean, honestly, we did say, right, as we went into the, the New Year's period, we like, you know, changing the calendar is not going to massively change anything. And, and no, of course, I had confidence in that kind of outlook that we had. Yeah. But that didn't mean because well, you're a I wanted negative to, person. Yeah, but I didn't want to fall off a freaking cliff as soon as the first arrived, which is what has happened. Like it's it it's it's accelerating downhill. I was gonna say yeah, yeah that <laughs> snowball is picking up pace. That's yeah, where- well, it's like it's it's you know, I, and I I I, did, I was like maybe they won't do it, but I knew it was coming as soon as the the year flipped. Works like okay, go 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 go, and I'm like, come on, man, like seriously, and then. I need to buy a roof, and I need to have my chimney replaced, and I got some other stuff going on, yep. and I'm like, here we go. Here Welcome we go. Welcome to adulthood, DJ. It sucks. I want to just sit on the floor and play with Battle Cat. So I this isn't do. fan boys. This is fan men. I know. Bummer. Bummer indeed. No fun. It is not There's, fun. There's very fun. few redeeming qualities other than the fact you can eat ice cream whenever you want. I mean, that's really mm. end of list. That's pretty good, though. I did that last night. I uh, went to go run around to a couple of the stores because I was like, you know, I need some uh, more plastic totes to organize my office and put some mm-hmm. stuff away. And guess what? No one has any. They don't exist no, anymore. That's what everybody else out. is doing. Plastic totes don't exist. So <laughs> I... <laughs> Try getting a contractor. I and mean, there's certain oh, things know, you yeah. just can't do while everybody's locked in. So I... Um, can't happen. I filled the sadness in my heart with a Chick-fil-A milkshake, and it was... <laughs> oh, we did that a couple weeks ago. We randomly went out at like 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. Like, what time's the drive up close? I need a milkshake. I, I hit KFC yesterday. I haven't been to a KFC in ages. Really? Uh, one of my daughters and I went to have our eyes checked at a Walmart. First time I've ever gone to something other than like an, my eye doctor. But. Okay. But the location and timing. You Did know, you get tested after you left the Walmart? Uh, I, I'm basically like, I'm quarantining myself after just being like, I did not like being in a Walmart. Now the vision center's off to the side. I was never close to anybody except you know. But but good God, that why is it so much different than and in Walmart than like Target? I don't feel I, scared in Target. I don't know Walmart. I'm fucking terrified. See Sean like, it's like I just went into Walmart Beirut with in like, like the, the body from naked. Yeah, on. I should have. I think part of it, Chris. I think is is partly BS. Target, you know, has kind of they've really their whole bright white, high contrast red. Yeah, it's you shiny. know they've space planned in a different yeah. way than Walmart. Walmart packs crap in, yeah, and then people. And so Walmart is darker. Had to throw pallets in the middle of the aisles. Oh yeah, yeah. The wall. I think I, I should. You know, next time I should have taken a picture. I think that Walmart's shelving is higher than Targets. I think they are lit. Either that, or they're closer together, which has that same effect. The aisles are definitely right? narrower in most of most Walmarts. Yeah, and there's just piles of shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they just leave boxes and pallets and. Yeah. yeah. So I, stuff. yes, I, even though, you know, I did all my good things and avoided everything and everything, I still felt like I was, you know, well, there's no question that was without a doubt, my highest risk thing that I think I can remember doing, um, in terms of, I, I just stay away from people. I don't go places. Even when I go to work, it's so controlled. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, I did not like it, but leaving. There's a KFC drive-through right there, and so Did you Sarah's come to Hudson? like, "You went to the Hudson one?" Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so we went in the KFC, and I had a Colonel or a crispy Colonel chicken sandwich. It's not bad. It was 
It was freaking it's, awesome, man. It's not it's not Popeyes, but it's it's nope. really good. They everyone's uh, the Popeyes and Chick Fil A thing has made everyone revamp. Um. All their and menus. we all so win. You you saw we McDonald's did. is bringing them out now. Yes, McDonald's oh, yeah. Feb- is going to have like three new chicken sandwiches. February I love that mayo and pickle <laughs> standard. Fifth. You know, it's yeah. Well, second week in February, a chick McDonald's has sandwich, sandwich, right? It is. It's a Friday. Are they calling it the pickles. McChick? No, well, they have the McChicken, which is like your dollar eighty nine ish value menu chicken yep. sandwich. That one's staying the same. But the current little chicken sandwich stock here, the current like <laughs> buttermilk chicken sandwich on the main on the main McDonald's menu, yeah. You're is getting replaced here. with we the need, we need the, the, McDo- the new yeah the new the the new McDonald's classic chicken sandwich. There will also be a deluxe version available, which will have lettuce tomato on it. In, so they're kind of is, paralleling Chick Fil A exactly, and yeah. they have a spicy coming out. So basically, they are doing the full Chick Fil A ripoff. Also, Wendy's just recently revamped their standard chicken sandwich. Uh, it's Tastes basically the same, but they added pickles to it. Mm. Um, and if you've gotten used to the whole pickles on a chicken sandwich thing, Wendy's has those real good like bread and butter chips. So it's yeah. actually it's 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 oh. delectable. And they're on the two for five right now. This which is always we're, good too. So this, we're supposed to be talking about apocalyptic end of the what? world. You know, I shit going to dinner. Chicken and we're back it. into fast food and yum. I love fast of, food. Doesn't this kind of tie into it though? Probably. Like. When we take DJ in a microphone, I mean, the little crucible that is DJ <laughs> and all the things that he can't pontificate on. But when you hit that button, <laughs> oh, motherfucker, we're going deep. Yeah. He just walked us through five restaurants menus and the mm. difference between those sandwiches off the top of his head like this. Yeah. It's just it's there was a, no waiting. We know what's close to his fat clogged heart. Yes. It's a weird labyrinth up there. I know. I I. <laughs> I appreciate and celebrate that kind of passion for any topic. Uh, I'm so hungry. I miss Jack in the Box. You want to talk about chicken sandwich? Fucking Jack in the Box, mm. chicken. Mm. Did we ever on oh. on the podcast? I have to imagine the answer is yes. But did I ever talk about McTour from college? No. Where we tour? Yeah, I did two of them with my fraternity little brother, and then uh, uh, the second one was with his little brother. So then there were three of us or four of us, maybe, um, and. The first one was to New York City, and the second one was to Montreal from Boston. And the rule was that if you saw a McDonald's sign, you had to go there and eat something. And there was a minimum, you know, you'd had to eat at least be like a dollar, you know, like either a small fries or a pie or okay. something. And 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 it was absolute like that was the entire purpose so road trip down to new york right it was like four and a half five hours plus stopping you know at every single mcdonald's sign even if it was like six miles off the road you see a sign it gets called out you go there you eat um and did it down and back and then did the same thing to montreal and you'd think it kind of made you sick of mcdonald's but no it didn't so here's the thing with mcdonald's they're actually back in the day they weren't, but since I've gotten older, like I've kind of lost the uh, the the need for like I don't need like the crazy shit on my burgers anymore, like the fucking nine pounds of bacon and the onion rings and the special sauce. Like just mm-hmm. give me like a, a McDonald's double cheeseburger. Yes, just good to go, right? Mm-hmm. So McDonald's did something awesome. The double cheeseburger is week. the Reese's Christmas tree. Yes, of, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> Um, but also, so McDonald's has something cool coming up, but also they, they done fucked up and they pissed me off. So, uh, I'm not sure when this is going to come out, but starting, I'm not on, sure how they're going to recover. I know. I know. <laughs> so starting on uh, January 14th, the McDonald's app it's they're calling it retro week where Ooh. every day there is an item available at like 1984 prices. Ooh. So like, you know, you have your thir- 29 cent cheeseburgers. And your thirty cent fries, all that stuff. I may have to build my entire week around yeah. this. <laughs> it, uh, it's like it's uh, small shakes, cheeseburgers, small fries. But here's the one thing that pisses me off. I think it's like the fourth day in. It's apple pr- apple pies yeah. for old prices, and those cocksuckers. Yeah, but they're not the real apple the, pies. But they put the picture of the fried apple pie in the fucking turn wheel on the app. You that's bold. motherfuckers. Are you sure that it won't be one? Yeah, yeah, I did sure. some digging. Yeah. It's not. Oh yeah, it's just, it's yeah, just it's you did some protection. digging with your McDonald's contacts. You were a. Th- I went, Chris is not, right. This yeah, is this I, is I a special. Google. Yeah. No, you, they just use stock footage from the menu from the menu how, boards in the eighties. <laughs> on the app, I got very excited because well, if I'm, 
if anyone had listened a couple weeks ago, that was one of my top three favorite discontinued fast food items. And if I could lava nuke my fucking mouth for a day, like it's 1989, I would do it. But I can't, so it's okay. We're rapidly getting to another pet peeve for me here. Okay, go. Who the fuck needs an app for a fast food restaurant? The fast food restaurant, right? No, for what? For For It's like the same people that have to stop to look at the menu to think, did anything fucking change? The user doesn't need the app. The restaurant. I do. It's new marketing. I, I only use it so I can get like my my dollar Big Max and my free brands stuff and all that, that. You don't need to market. No, no, no. It's You're still, a perfect example. Yeah, it's a coupon well, delivery system, is what it right. is. Right? No, but it's more than that, right? It's it's the exact right. It is coupons. It is commercial advertising. It's just in the current world, the app is how you reach out and right. It's the it's the rat hitting the button to get the food or whatever, right? So it is how again, in a world of so many choices especially in the current world where people are taking fewer choices for fast food and things like that because of the pandemic, every little bit of momentum that pushes revenue through them, you, you're dumb if you're not taking that, right? Fast food is giant. Fast food is not small. That, the little swing by doing this retro thing can add, you know, $2 billion. Well, probably not $2 billion, but, you know, can add significant here's, revenue. Here's, here's the perfect case, right? Do you use the app, Sean? I don't. I until DJ said there was an. So you're only hitting your core base. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is, you you eat at McDonald's and you go out to lunch and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not talking budgetary reason. I'm talking it's something that you would go to do anyways. So they're not bringing in. Correct, but it's but it's 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 differentials, right? If yeah. DJ goes there as opposed to KFC, as opposed to any other thing, no, I get it's that. Mark, it's yeah. revenue, but it's also def- defending. So it's more maintaining market, market share. Yeah, yeah, so like, exactly. It's yeah. market share than anything yeah. else. Yeah, and also like in current climates, if you wanted to DoorDash your food, you have to use the app to do it. So that's how they they get around mm-hmm. that. Mm. But um, the biggest thing too is is with the apps and it's Dash McDonald's. And that's, that's fucking that's evil. Reached a new low. Yeah, no, you have to is... house that thing as soon as you get it, or it goes bad. But <laughs> Um, the other thing too is like, you know, say you, uh, say you don't like pickles on your cheeseburgers or if you're at Taco Bell and you don't like, like sour cream on your burrito, you use the app. You have to use the app because then it prints out on a little slip in the back. So the mongrel making your food doesn't fuck it up. Cause if you tell the guy at the register, <laughs> he's not going to press the right buttons. That's the biggest draw to the app. It's almost impossible to fuck your order up because it prints out on a piece of paper as opposed to being relayed by the person up front. That's a fair point. Well, I mean, to be fair, if we have a mongrel working the desk, you could have a mongrel putting down so, DJ's terms, not so, to all of the mongrels yeah, out no, there I, working I, in fast I, food. That was DJ. I disavowed these choosing. terms. But I'll point out that that what you just said does tap into one of the things I do like, which is machines over people, right? The ability to choose from a checklist. And with that, kids, we're going right to our top three. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. So what's I, going I, on I, these days, gentlemen? Uh, I'm fat and life sucks. I guess is what we were at. Where we were at. Yeah. <laughs> Chris just tightened. Chris just hoodie. did the Kenny. He just Kennyed yeah. his hoodie. Yeah. I can hit. So, <laughs> there, so we're in, we're in a new year. Um, and there's been two small bright spots so far. Um, as everyone knows, we're all big fans of Marvel comics and Marvel comic characters. Um, and they've officially confirmed that um, the Moon Knight show is happening with Oscar Isaac. It's all right. signed, sealed, delivered. Uh, so, we've, so everyone doesn't we've know who Moon Knight is. That, but this is yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was always just rumors. But so everyone again who doesn't know what Moon Knight is, it's the closest thing Marvel has to Batman, I would think. Um, but the character's got some cool complexities. He has powers derived from ancient Egypt. He's got some personality disorders. And- I was going to say, hey, this complexities. Yeah, he has multiple personality disorders. <laughs> and he's got Egyptian powers. I, I, I've i always been a sucker for anything Egyptian. I think it comes from a childhood in the 70s with the King Tut touring exhibits. And also then uh, in the late later 70s, mm-hmm. Battlestar Galactica you know, had so much Egyptian design reference in their yeah, Viper pyramid helmets shapes and, and stuff. Yeah. Yep, pyramids yeah. and stuff like that. So I've always, you know, that always hooks me. So I, that's it. I don't know anything about Moon Knight. So I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. And if you have that, Chris, you have that werewolf by night book, right? Don't you? Or whatever it is that he's in. 
Uh, his first two or something. No, I don't oh. have one of those. But I, th- I think it's about two. I have some of his first solos. No, I I wish. He's a Davis no card. That thing's about to, that, that thing's thing. about to piss missile up the fucking charts. <laughs> that thing is <laughs> trademark. I think in that the podcast that book is. I want to say that's up around five thousand. Yeah, really. Condition. I mean, that thing's been Jeez. Moon Knight. Yeah, the first appearance of Moon Knight's been way up yeah. there. Moon Knight's uh, one of those guys. He's like Venom. Um, if you like Moon Knight, you really like Moon Knight. They once the rumors started a couple years back. Yeah, and Disney is totally keeping Oscar Isaac in the mouse business, which they should. The, yeah. They yeah, got him I, walked up. I really like Oscar Isaac too. He's a f- fantastic actor. Oh I yeah. Mean, Yep, yep. So, so that's exciting. So, it, you know, they'll add it to the the stack of uh, IP content we're getting over the next few years, which is uh, we talked before is, is quite plentiful. Yeah, um, Legendary uh, piss missile. Yeah. Yes, interactive. Yes. <laughs> uh, second thing was is that so we're coming up on the release of the first ever MCU television series, WandaVision. Yes. yes. And oh, if you read so, some of the reviews, so um, this they people they said this thing is just next level. Um, good. And as we said on here, you know, when they first announced it, it's not what the trailer looks like. It's not this quirky little sitcom. It's insanely weird. Yeah. I'm so for that. it's her descent hurt. into madness. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and Disney, you, Disney plus it's going to be a weekly, oops. but they're dropping two episodes. Um, I think by the time you listen to this, it will have come out. Uh, I think yep. we're going to release this a couple days after that. So maybe yeah. next week we will, you know, give our initial reactions to those first couple episodes, maybe three at How that point. How many episodes total, DJ? I think it's six? six or eight. I think it's six. I can tell you here. Hold on. I believe I it's, it's nine. It looks like. Oh, there, that got, was nine? Yeah. It looks like nine episodes okay. are currently projected. Wow. Um, so that one could be a fun after you know after the first two to try to maybe t- make a prediction and guess you know where something's you know where things are going because we all have ideas of what's going to come out of this on the back end. So I don't, I got no ideas, just uh, ready to consume. This is <laughs> Marvel's massive reset button. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited as hell. I think the Mandalorian's going to appear in it. Um. <laughs> I mean, why? Why, why not? You? <laughs> yeah, Have I saw ba- I, baby vision. Yeah, I saw a shirt this morning. You know, in the endless stream of pop culture mashups, that was the Calvin and Hobbes. You know, walking across the tree that's across the oh, tree. Yeah. and in back is Boba Fett, and in front is Fennec. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, the uh, Hobbes is is Boba Fett, and and Fennec is Calvin. That was my moment to feel really old in the last two weeks. I think I texted you, Sean. Or I might yep. have said in the Slack channel. Mm-hmm. 25 years since Calvin and Hobbes stopped. Left the Sunday paper. Stopped. Yeah. That's 25 crazy. years. Yeah. It's been almost that long since I've mm. seen a Sunday paper. <laughs> yeah. You can actually pinpoint the last time I was happy. <laughs> oh, no. That's not nice. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of declining <laughs> happiness, um, Oh, shit. He can go so many ways here. <laughs> so, Tee it up, kid. Yeah. So Chris's 20th anniversary. No. <laughs> oh, God. Did I thank you? Did I tell you the kid made the another thing that made me feel old this week? No. The kid on the night of our anniversary made the connection. She's like, so how long have you and mom been together? Like 24 years now? She's like, whoa. And you can see she's the wheels are turning. She's yeah. doing the math. She's like, you know, Papa was your age when he met mommy. And the eyes just kind of went wide. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> My dad was 46 when he met Heather. Wow. Wow. He seemed uh, seemed way, way older than that. And I've told him that, too. Like it's, he seemed ancient back in the day. Yeah. Every time I think I, of stuff I don't feel like as that, old as I thought you were. Yeah. I, I have to imagine that's universal in, in human experience, that when you think of people, you think of them like, like when I go back and look at my high school yearbook or something like that. The seniors there, even though they're babies, mm. still they look older to me, right? They there's there's something about an anchor yeah, yeah. of, and so I can't possibly be, you know, triple their age or whatever I am, right? It's not possible because they are older than me, and look how young they are, right? Same thing with your your folks. It's just yeah, it's it's weird. You know, it gets me. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say we've hit that inflection point where now I've spent more of my life with Heather, yeah, than without. Yeah. Yeah. We're right about the same boat too. Yeah. I mean, but I've known her since seventh yeah. grade. So 
Yep. But um, what's getting? Oh God, Heather get and I would have killed each other if we met in seventh grade. <laughs> Never would have lasted. Chris is like, "What's your earning potential?" She's like, "What's that?" <laughs> that's it. Yeah, we had to show resumes. There was uh, that. That there were rules. That's the Chris Davis now. That wasn't Chris. No, then. I know, I know. Um, what's getting me is like, like Chris just said with the Count Hobbs is everything has an anniversary now, and everything is like a quarter yeah. century old or a quarter century oh, yeah. past mm-hmm. gone, or like, mm-hmm. you know, thirty five years since. G.I. Right. Joe or that's mask. because that's what's getting me. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Nah, but everything oh, yeah. that that's happening to that's marketing, dude. Right. No, I know that's that's marketing to you, to me, to cri- right. That's it's reminding me that I'm almost out of years. <laughs> it's it's reminding us that, again, we're still in a dearth of or, or that the amount of new creative content is still amazingly small compared to the nostalgia factor. Well. Look at our personal favorite. I mean, Kevin is going yeah. back to the well 20, 25 years in the yep. past. Yep. And because it's still juice to squeeze. Yeah. But that's yeah. but that's a, a single dude following a continuum of his own creation versus mm-hmm. a studio going, well, people liked, you know, people liked X 25 years ago. Let's make a new thing and slap that label on it so that we yeah. can get more market share or, you know, there is a difference. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's, it's just another reminder that, like, you know, and we, like, as you can see behind me, obviously you can't see if you're listening audio-wise, like, it's a, I have- It looks a, like a store shelf of- Yeah, toys. I have a child's world in my office, and, like, I opened Battle Cat and he and I sat, and I was, like, chasing the dog around uh-huh. Battle Cat, and, but, um- <laughs> We I, need to I'm buy not, DJ a t-shirt, like, um, Tom Cruise in the color of money. You know, the black one from Child World, that just says Vince across the front, just get him a black t-shirt that says DJ, <laughs> so you can just wear it when we record. There we go. <laughs> Um, I found some guy who had um, some original signage online from inside the store, and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah!" Didn't didn't do it, but I was like, Ugh. "We're gonna have to rip your roof off to create more wall space for you." I know. I just need yeah, to buy. Need to go up. You're gonna have to rip but, your roof off to replace your roof. To, but yeah, to put the roof on. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's just yeah, just getting getting older, and I mean, thank God we like you know. I think I like more stuff than you guys do, but thank God we like so much stuff because I think that kind of keeps you young a little bit, having you know. Something to watching cartoons and stuff. At least for me, it does. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of cartoons, there's a uh, <laughs> there's another the, uh, some screen stills from the next uh, DC animated movie came out, and they're doing Justice Society of America with like Hawkman oh, and cool. Wonder Woman. Flash. Oh, it looks gorgeous. It's yeah. it's very New Frontier kind of Darwin artwork. Cookie. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's very Darwin Cookie looking. Um, and I think the, the next shame that one, he's not around to be in part of it. I know, I know. He captured that error so perfect. I know, and then I think we ha- we're real close to the release of that Batman seventies one that they did too. Ooh, like was it Batman okay. something of the dragon? Where it's like, it's almost like you know, uh, Bruce Leroy kind of thing with Batman in it. Yeah. It's all seventies, and yeah, it looks kind of neat. So the DC animated movies are always. You know, they're always a good watch. They uh, they do a good job telling, you know, the one-off stories and stuff, so. They do a much better job on the animated than Marvel. It's like a complete flip-flop from yeah. the live-action stuff. It is. It is. Ha- However, um, I was combing through some listings last night, because I was just bored waiting for something to download, and um, when Snyder is justly cut comes out this year, mm-hmm. um, mm. it was going to be in theaters and on HBO Max. Sorry, Nolan. Fuck you, but, Chris uh, Nolan. <laughs> they uh, McFarlane Toys is doing a set of figures for it. Ooh. Um. So you're gonna get like uh, in your one of them is just a straight Bruce Wayne. So you're gonna get a, a really nice Affleck figure. Ooh. So if you ever wanted nice. a little, your own little plastic Ben Affleck, damn it. You can do it for nineteen ninety nine. So I will see nineteen ninety nine. That's cheap. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing display shelves, so all my stuff's still going to stay stored away, so I don't need more figures. Sean likes less than you, DJ. I know, I know. Not not true. No, not Sean by a factor of I like plastic five. I like plastic men, Sean likes paper books. I like I like things that are better. There's probably something to unpack likes. there. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, do, do you guys did, get anything I'm sorry. Go I would say, do you guys get anything yet this year? Did so, you add any collections? I added I, yesterday. I built another comic shelf, right? So, so 
that sort of counts. But as I continue to go through my sales and in f- filing efforts with the collection, I needed to add another, you know, 25 short box shelf to just handle the the books as I'm going through them, um, which is kind of a pain, but also kind of awesome. So I just have to shuffle a bunch of crap around to put it up in the office, but it's built. Um, I did buy, nice. I think I might've mentioned it though. Did I talk about the, the Library of Congress uh, comic that I bought that escaped the Library of Congress? I probably mentioned it. No, I don't, think, a, I don't think so, no. Yeah, it's a, it's, I think it's 1962. I'm showing you here. Did um, Nicholas Cage steal that for you? N- no, oh, but okay. uh, Voyage to the I'm Bottom. I'm way of the less sea. impressed with him stealing the Declaration of Independence after that's. I'm yeah, not touching anything else. Discussion. Yeah, but I am way less impressed that he pulled that shit off. Yeah, weak <laughs> sauce doesn't seem that hard anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute to get. I thought you were going with the uh, history of swear words, and was trying to figure out what the hell. Well, but yeah, like, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's voy- cool though. Voyage to the Bottom of Sea Number One. Uh, it's gold key from the early '60s. Gorgeous. But the reason this one is cool is it it inside the front cover has a stamp from the Library of Congress, um, the the copyright collection. Um, traditionally, I don't think this necessarily happens anymore, but a copy of every th- paper thing published, including comics, was sent to the Copyright Office of the Library of Congress mm-hmm. as part of formally registering the con- uh, re- copyright. But then also the Library of Congress, you know, holds copies of things produced in America or, you know, published in America. And so apparently they got, you know, sometimes they got duplicates and once they had formally registered the copy that they had, if they had extras, those were supposed to be destroyed and pulped. But I have one that was not. It That's escaped. Awesome. And I have the the thread of email conversations with, you know, the comics archivist at the Library of Congress who said, yes, that, you know, per, per the records that was supposed to have been pulped. Not sure how it got out to you, but enjoy it. Yeah, so yeah, that like provenance yeah. that's like that's very, yeah. very cool. That's yeah. kind of awesome. Yeah, like whether that's it's fun. that's worth it just for the story. Exactly, like, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm kind of tempted. Where did you find to, that? Um, uh, a guy I've been buying from on the Reddit comic swap board for many, many uh, years now. Um, an older guy in Northern California who's just you know he's been selling comics for ages. He's most of my oldest comics have come from him. Um, in random. You know, I've gotten to trust him where I would just send him, you know, a hundred bucks for a random assortment of books and he'll send me, you know, just all kinds of weirdness. But this he posted and he had two copies of it. So he sold one of them and then sold me the second one. Two Library of Congress stamped copies. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's it. Um, that's almost that's that's even cool. Like your was the Woody Woodpecker one you had or whatever. Yeah. Well, I bought that from him as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's same dude. Um. I'm, Sometimes the weird I'm, stuff's cooler. Yeah, I'm wondering if I can like get this one graded and have on the label, like if they would actually say, if they would denote, yeah. if they would denote, you know, Library of Congress copy or something like that. I hmm. should ask them because yeah. if they would, then it would be worth sending in. Otherwise, I'm not going to, you know, do that. Yeah, that's but, awesome. Yeah. How about Chris, you, Gage? I Chris, I know you've been cool? buying shit. I don't know what the hell I bought this. You know what I've actually been on? I've gone down a little rabbit hole. So not specific this week, but the last couple weeks. um, Mm -hmm. Looking for other little smaller run chases to complete in my comic collection. And I've been targeting all the DC Whitman books. Oh, yeah. So for anybody that doesn't know, um, back when we were kids, there was a set, I believe the total was 77 books that DC licensed out to Whitman to be able to reproduce. And these are things you would find in your pharmacies or supermarkets. And it'd be a three comics and a poly bag. They'd replace the DC logo with a little Whitman logo. And inevitably, you know, there were two decent ones on the outside and the middle one sucked. Yeah. (laughs) And for whatever reason, it stopped after. There is. There was an official list. There is a list and it's more of a random hunt. Most of them, yeah. Aren't worth much of anything. There's a few chases out there that yeah. you rarely see. Um, to find them in decent quality. Yeah. It's very, very these are the reader copies. They were this packaged. was um yeah. Yeah. I have DJ, my this is how you Whitman controlled book. kids yeah. um before there were pops when you had to take them to the mall and you needed to buy them a little tchotchke so they behaved. 
Yeah, so I, you get the two dollar bag of comics. I have a that, Whitman you know? Marvel book, a Whitman Star Wars number one. Mm, yes, that that is mine. That's like I got. They did an oversize too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I have that one too. But the and then I do have a ton of the Batman Whitman issues. You know, just from a completionist perspective, I like to you know try to find all that. And that's kind of the sweet spot where I was collecting as a kid. It's mm-hmm. your Garcia Lopez art. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all of those guys that you grew up watching. So it's the characters in the form that I grew up reading, you know, and a lot of the books that I have the actual copies of the same thing, but yeah, more something to keep me occupied. Just a little random one off. Nice. nice. That's kind of cool. Mine's not nearly as cool. It's no. not Library of Congress. But <laughs> no, that's not. Sean's kind of blew us away. Seriously. <laughs> so R of that book. Yeah. It's it, I'll, I'll let you know I'll, if we ever get That's physically cool. together. I'll show yeah. you the you know. Or yeah, I, I don't. Send I you don't a need to see your Woody or the Pecker thing there you were talking about. But that one I'd like to see. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not displaying it to you over the internet. So that that might. Get me <laughs> Thanks. <in trouble>. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, so my stuff's boring. Like obviously, like I've talked before, my continuation for the uh, the new He-Man figures is ongoing. Yeah. She were just released in Panthor and Merman and stuff, mm-hmm. but um. Mm-hmm. I made a trade for these. Uh, they did a uh, little set of retro figures for New Hope. So I got Han and Chewie. Oh, cool. Yeah, original molds cool. and stuff. Yeah, like on, you know, stylized cards. and So, I mean, I like the, the throwback stuff. So that was kind of cool. That was an easy foot for a pop. So that was no big deal. And then um, I did get, I just got in the mail my uh, Black Series Apollo from Mandalorian, my Grief Carta. So I have a uh. little plastic Carl Weathers now, which is nice. Plastic so, Carl Weathers. Plastic actually, Carl two, Weathers. I actually had two. Mm, I found them. the Chubb Chase Pop when those came out from Billy Madison with the broken hand. So <laughs> big Apollo fan, but that's pretty much it. I've been kind of yeah. behaving. So We're I mean, for me at least to buy less and sell more, which sucked because like what are we? It's like all these companies just keep dumping stuff. It's like here's this and then this and then this. It's I. I well, I mean, it's you know, the temptation is real. The temptation is real. The, you know, the, one of the things I've really been thinking about a lot lately, having gotten through the end of last year and start of this year is the real opportunity cost when you buy shit. Um, right. Certainly if you're going into debt or you have debt that, that multiplies this massively, right? Not yet the DJ's raising his hand, um, but (laughs) But as I'm, you know, kind of doing my year end, looking at, you know, my finances, trying to get to retirement and stuff, the economy of the last decade, uh, you know, plus not, not having savings and investment, you know, retirement or otherwise is one of the biggest costs, right? And we, we know this affects, you know, people across America, both because of just financial education and then, you know, uh, poverty and, and just opportunity, just opportunities, things like that. But but it definitely, you know, however you look at it, income inequality and, and all these different things, the fact is, regardless of the last year or month or week of, you know, danger, disaster, and stress within our nation and the world, the anybody that's had a piece of these markets um, is in a significantly better place than they were. And I'm very interested to see, you know, and so, so buying plastic people instead of buying shares of companies that make plastic people, you know, is a life changing prioritization decision. That's kind of, you know, and I'm interested to look ahead though, to see how, you know, this shouldn't be able to sustain. So in light of all that, the question I have is. Where do you see the markets going from here? What is your personal take on it? Because I know I have my preconceived notions based off of historical trends as to what generally happens after an administrative change. Right. Once you get into, especially once you go from one party to the next. Yeah. Yeah. And how Wall Street generally uses that as a lever to go one way or another. Yeah. I, um, I think it's been real interesting to watch. Like it feels fevered. Um and overvalued at the same time, this doesn't quite feel the same as, you know, the, the past is still the past. And what I sense is, right. You saw the markets react when it looked like you were going to have a, um, 
a mismatched Senate and House. And they mm-hmm. seem to think that was good. But then you've seen as we've gone through the the Georgia races and we have back to, you know, Democratic controlled uh, Congress, House, you know, Senate and and the White House, you've seen them react positively to that. And it it seems a little manic at the same time. Mm-hmm. Certainly. The fact is we've continued to print money. We've continued to have an incredibly strongly active central bank and fed, you know, action, which, you know, for those who have the cash to play in that, they still see signs of, all right, stimulus, that's going to be more likely to, to come and continue. And that's going to affect businesses in a, in a positive way, you know, it's help the vaccination the going. Yeah. So, so, yeah. but, but what's well, most interesting, yeah. What's most interesting to me is I kind of find myself hoping for a crash and I see others talking about that or a crash or a correction because if you have a long-term view, you know, if you keep putting money in, that's, that's the thing. But, but what I've been really watching is, is Bitcoin's been on a tear, right? Cryptocurrency in general, but Bitcoin's market share has been massive. It's doubled in the past, you know, month plus it's broken new ground. Third since we started talking about it, what, 10 days ago? Uh, 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, you know, it broke 40 K. I think it's below right now, but by the time you hear this, who knows where it'll be. Um, but, but part of that rush into crypto, I think is because of the money printing going on in the U S I think institution, we don't need to delve into the financial crap, but it's an interesting time. I, I I had some of that stuff. (laughs) um, I missed that boat. Well, you mean debt and plastic the Bitcoin or the will money? keep you out of the boat. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So we're working on it, right? You're you're actually you're I have a GI Joe boat. Does that count? <laughs> Don't worry about the paper. The paper is essentially worthless. We just yeah. print more. Yeah. At this mm-hmm. point. The, it's not backed by anything. But but it will be interesting to see. I mean, so much so much should depend upon, you know, getting through the the political turmoil to transition, getting through pandemic if we can, right? I mean, I know there's a lot of hope right now with, with the vaccines and things like that, but, but that euphoria and manicness, there's such a long road ahead to have the vaccines take effect, to see whether they keep us from getting hosed by mutation, you know, all, exactly. we got Seems a long to be way legend. to go. Yeah. 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 That's it's, a pretty good segue actually. So, <laughs> um, it's funny. So this you know, you could say like this last year has been, you know, been done, you know, in movies before there's pandemics and there's <laughs> crazy like news events and just, you know, end of the world type just shit. this year. Whoever's dogs writing and, reality is a hack. Yeah. Dogs and uh, cats living together, mass hysteria kind of thing. Exactly. Um, like Utopia predicted this. Rivers and you know, seas boiling. Six months before it started. Earthquakes, volcanoes, dead rising from the grade. Right down to um, the side effects of the vaccination. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, not just just because we picked off the top of our head, not because actually you know it, it whoops into anything, but <laughs> let's go. Um, top three, either apocalypse or like dystopian future kind of movies. Right. This this is a good. I mean, this is a good general topic, but you know, usually I find myself at a loss to remember shit. I actually thought of a lot on this one. So I have a good, yeah. good chunk of, uh, honorable mentions. How about you guys? Yeah, I can do it. I can do a couple yeah, of me. I can do it. There's a actually, handful. there's actually way more of these yeah. than. <laughs> yes. It's there's been way a more of these than you thing. think. Yeah, yeah, it is. There's not a lot of like, I was checking. I was like, didn't oh. take long. Well, I was thinking like, do we do like ones that are like happy future movies? But like, there aren't no. a lot of those really. Did you find any? I, I, so you know what's like, not that it, it's off base, but I love throw it out. I love that Tomorrowland movie with George Clooney. You were the one. I haven't seen it. Yeah, that was me. I was the one. I was the one who liked you were it. The I one. love because I don't even think George says that he was in that movie. Anymore. I thought the movie was great. Uh, um, so they I was marketed the hell like out of it. There was so much promise to it. They marketed it, and then wrong. it just kind of. I think it's the guys who made the Birds of Prey trailer did that one too. So, but anyway, so. So Shitty, actually, fe- sh- yeah. sh- horrible future movies. What we got, Sean? Well, that that expanded me a little bit, but uh, I, I did just add a add a something different into my top three. But from an honorable mention standpoint, I wanted to start with 
you know, the obvious choices for me, for anybody that has been listening, I'm going to make those honorable mentions. They, you know, they're not going to be on my list. Um, Idiocracy, Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049, you know, we've, I've discussed my love for these things ad nauseum and, you know, they're Mm -hmm. all timers for me. Um, Other things that came to mind, um, there's this movie with Kevin Costner called The Postman. The movie wasn't that great, but it's a book. I was hoping for Waterworld. I was so no, hoping for Waterworld. I didn't even think about Waterworld, but yeah, that's but but you know, um, uh, the Matrix, Dark City, Twenty Eight Days, oh. Twenty Eight Weeks Later, um, yep. uh, Gattaca, and um, and one that's definitely worth a mention is Wall-E. Right? It's it's you know we've talked about my love and desire for floating chairs, milkshakes and you know giant screen TVs and being pampered for the rest of my life. I you know I think I would probably hate that, but still. That's that is on my <laughs> honorable mention list as well. That Good. was the one I was referencing before. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a DJ movie on here. <laughs> yes. I was curious to see if it was going to hit DJ's list. Or if yeah. he had looked beyond the floating chairs to the <laughs> dystopian future that it's actually represented yeah. by the little happy robot. So what else do you like got? Like how, <laughs> how bad it all is. Um, you hit a lot of the same honorable mentions that I did. Um, I had 28 Days Later. I had The Matrix on there. I actually had Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, yeah. Same idea. But that's kind of yeah. – it plays into your Blade Runner. Yeah. That whole kind of the obvious ones there. Um and I I threw Shaun of the Dead on there. Oh yeah, that's, a good one. And that's more just one. I just love that movie. Oh yeah, it makes me laugh. Anytime you can get one of those that actually makes me laugh, <laughs> going through <laughs> the horrible future. I love it. Nice. So I um a lot of like the apocalypse quote unquote movies are like zombie related. Obviously, I can't do those. We've been over. DJ don't do zombies. Scares the living fucking hell out of me. <laughs> but I also had like a Simon Pegg movie on my uh. On our mentions, I had at, at the World's End. Oh, that's a great um, part of that scene of that Cornetto trilogy. Yep. Um, not the best of that trilogy, um, but, but still, it's a, it's, it's, it's I a, love a fun that flick. Though that's, fun flick, great that's cast. More aliens, but it still counts. Yeah, it, yeah. but but yeah. still, it's like it's it, it, it's over. It's yeah. just yep. them. So, oh, um, and then obviously, like I purposely left off all the stuff I knew Sean was going to say, Idiocracy, Blader, and all that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I had uh, the escape froms, whether it's New York yeah. or Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, big John Carpenter guy. So yeah, I like Kurt Russell, and those are great. Take Puskin's a great movie character. Um, also, a movie that's so bad it's good is the Jason Statham remake of Death Race. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Dystopian future. It. Uh, it's Sounds just, awesome. it's just, you know, yeah. popcorn fodder. Really, yeah. it's a. Uh, Dystopian future, the prison system um, is corrupt and they put felons and giant armored vehicles to kill each other on pay-per-view for all our enjoyment. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Sounds and like another movie that man. was another movie that was really kind of cool and was just really well made. Um, there's a Clive Owen movie called Children of Men. Yep. Uh, good flick. Really yep. good flick. Yeah, uh, the only reason it's not on my top three is because it's one of those ones where I can watch it once, but it doesn't have like the rewatchability factor that a lot of right. the other ones do. So. Right. That um, in terms of honorable mentions, you made me think of one more that I can't remember the name of it, um, but you guys might remember. So it's a relatively recent movie uh, set in Southern California about the literal end of the world, and it's uh, it's a comedy. It's got what, Steve uh, Carell. Um, I don't remember if he was in it Steve or not. Steve Carell and he. Uh, I remember. Knightley? No, mm. I don't think that's no? it. Okay, though if that that sounds like something I want to see, um, no, it's it's got like. Uh, I think it had like Jonah Hill and Oh, this uh, is the end. This is the end. That's it. Yeah. 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 That yeah, was the I, that was like I didn't count that one because it was like not post. It was di- the the actual apocalypse. Yeah. But that movie, I remember being in the theater literally just pissing my pants left I and right. Lo- I was yeah. like a, a Bellagio fountain watching that fucking movie. <laughs> I love So funny. Yeah. yeah. Michael Sarah with the Capri <laughs> Sun and shit. And yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah. I need to watch that again. That movie um, you were well hydrated. Great. <laughs> All right, so uh, so that brings us around to uh, number three. Yeah, uh, my number three is Minority Report. Right, Ooh. so a well, relatively like serious, straight ahead, you know, kind of suspense drama, less than a, an apocalyptic, but definitely dystopian. And there's a few things about it that I loved. I thought it was really, you know, just a well produced, well shot, well, you know, well acted. So a good piece of entertainment, but also. 
uh, a couple key things. One, the predictive aspects of it, right? Using kind of AI, ML to predict and act is something that's kind of close to my personal heart, uh, professionally, technically. And then uh, kind of alongside that, one of the things that brings this, like I hear this thing mentioned almost weekly, certainly at least at least once a quarter, uh, people talking about the the interactive displays, right? Minority Report had Tom Cruise kind of wearing these gloves, working in a holographic kind of curved space in front of him, he was grabbing things, sifting. Shark. Doing the Iron Man yeah. before Iron Man. Yes, yeah. exactly. They lifted it directly from Right. And that was one of the first times we'd seen, you know, done, realized that well. And rather than, ooh, wow, it was like, no, this is just how he's working with his computer and being a detective and whatever, right? And Mm -hmm. um, as much as there's a lot of bullshit around how they depict that and the reality or the utility of doing something like that, it's still those, you know, both very technical things and the fact that they're being used to you know, predict and then prosecute people for things they haven't done. Pure dystopia, but also pure plausible, you know, um, (laughs) and it ties into, you know, again, AI, ML, you know, and, and the world that we're, you know, we're in much less heading towards. So minority report. That was Spielberg, right? I think so. yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I should I should know so, but I was thinking, yeah. How about you, Chris? Number three. Um, the majority of these movies are in some way, shape, or form technology related. So I tried yep. to spend a little time going in a different direction with some of these. Okay. Um, my number three, maybe a little off the beaten path, The Book of Eli. Oh, yeah. Denzel Washington, Gary That's Oldman, and it's essentially a... Western set in yes. post-apocalyptic times yeah, with just these two characters. I mean, it's a very simplistic plot. I love it. It's Eli's trying to deliver the Bible yeah. to the survivors. And yeah. it's, it was 2010. Fuck y'all. If you haven't seen it by now, you know, Sorry, go on Netflix. I'm sure it's there. <laughs> Gilligan never got it's the Chris, album. Chris never even heard it. Uh, he, <laughs> yeah. Who's this Den- Denzel person you're talking about? <laughs> Which Marvel guy does he play? I haven't got to him yet. It's not yet, but you can see his son in Tenant. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but it's it's essentially a character study between yeah. good. It's as most good stories are. It's black and white. Yeah. I it's good that. and evil. You have the hero trying to yeah. fulfill his quest with the evil man in black, Gary Oldman, trying to stop him. Yeah. It's not vastly different than the gunslinger. Yeah. Or the stand, which it's, I'm I, still loving. See, now, if that... <laughs> I don't know if I can go there. I'm going to have to try it at some point, but I love the work. Oh, you, I love the book so much. You haven't been watching it? I haven't watched any of it yet. Oh, I, well, Not any. you might as well hold back. Um, Jen's never read the book. I've been, you know, I've, oh. I've loved it, watched every relatively crappy version of it that's been made, but, but I'm really liking this Watch one. the other versions. Yeah. The, and the book is top, Three to five. Yeah, yeah. All time for me. I mean, I absolutely adore that book. Yeah. Well, I, we'll, yeah. we'll come back to that. Segue back to Book of Eli, number three. Good pull. Good pull. Okay. So my number three is an AB. It's uh, two different um, outlooks on futurized right. dystopian so saved law by and the order, bell, we'll say. Saved by the Bell 2020. Saved by the Bell, the new class. No, um, right. uh, no it's uh, uh, 3A is V for Vendetta. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, great movie. Seminal Alan Moore work. Mm-hmm. So basically, yeah. Um, can't go wrong with that. And uh, 3B is Robocop. Oh, yes. Uh, dystopian Detroit. That one. Um, yep. I mean, just Robocop, just the Robocop score and the, you know, <laughs> the violence, just, the greed. Yeah, you know, yeah. Guy getting shot in the <laughs> dick. It's just, you know, <laughs> all the things. I, I was that thinking of Robocop of. last week when they were showing the dancing robots. From oh, yeah. is it Boston? Yeah, Boston, Boston Scientific, is it? Uh, yeah, so Boston, Boston Dynamics is going to be our Skynet. They will be the downfall of civilization. But, but unfortunately, as I'm watching it, I just heard Mickey Rourke's voice in my head. No soldier. I want my burger. Remove weakness. Um, <laughs> no man. So yeah, so V for Vendetta slash Robocop. 
That's I, love, I love love all of that. Um, so that brings me to my number two, which already was mentioned in an honorable mention. I was actually kind of impressed, DJ, that you you called it out. Children of Men. Oh, okay. sweet. Right. So so that's that's definitely it's not one that I've watched more than a couple of times, but um, definitely one of the underpinnings of it is more the technical movie making of it. Um, you know, some of the cinematography, some of the specific shots that they pulled off and the, the sound editing stuff, but, but that's all anchored in just a perfect post-apocalyptic, you know, story, you know, the loss of humanity's ability to reproduce, um, you know, uh, the, the darkness that befalls cultures and society in the wake of that, the despair, the hopelessness, right? It's one thing to worry about something like climate change, you know, where, you know, it's something you're fighting that is both affecting us now, but is something that's in the far off future and you're worried about the future versus if we actually knew that ourselves and our children would never reproduce again, that is that's terminal, right? You're living through a terminal disease and the way they, the way they depicted that and what it meant to cultures and society, it's, it's just, it's, it's one of the perfect movies there. So I, I really, really love Children of Men. Excellent. Love that. Excellent. All right. Um, my number two hits a little close to home, although not as close as some shows that we've recently watched mm-hmm. on. Um, my number two is the Terry Gilliam classic, 12 Monkeys. Oh, oh. yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot, you have to play the time travel card, which I'm always kind of sketchy with, but you kind of have to. Yeah. But time travel. Oh, you need some magic rocks. It's, yeah. You're, it's magic rocks. It works. People coming from the sky and magic rocks and you can make a billion dollars. Um, <laughs> living in a post-virus world. The conspiracy theories about some shadow group releasing the virus to drive all the survivors underground and trying to go back in time. I believe it might be the last time Bruce Willis acted as anything but Bruce Willis. Mm. Um, And I really, that's, I love the whole look, feel. I mean, the movie's bleak as hell. Oh, yeah. There's little hope in that whole thing. The dark texturing they use in the whole thing. But it was really the first time I looked at Brad Pitt as anything more than I mean, he won an Academy Award for this thing. Yeah. Anything more than the pretty boy. But yeah, the guy was yeah. chewing scenery in a Pacino-esque way yep. in every scene that he was beautiful. in. Yeah, It's a little... It is the whole virus trope is a little close to home right now. Yeah. And you're seeing a lot of people glom onto those kind of things, but yeah. yeah. Well, I do... Um, Loved it. Like, that's, a, that's an all-time favorite movie for me. I didn't really pull it out here... Um, didn't occur to me in the same way, but, but I had that, you know, I had the, the, you know, inch and a half thick, thick laser disc, you know, collector set of that. I, you know, the sound, the, the score to that or the main theme is, you know, a fantastic. It's a little bit of a reach. I mean, you're, you're playing most of the time back in, I believe 1990. Yep. He's supposed to come back to 96 when the virus is and he overshoots. (laughs) Yeah, kind of a thing, but you have that glimpse of the future where it's prison camps and living underground. Yeah, for the, all uh, the survivors. Um, the like that that was inspired by or based on a French film, French short called La Jetée, which was itself mm-hmm. just a really neat capture of kind of that time travel from a dystopian future mood. It was really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually did watch the TV series that they did a few years ago, you know, kind of based on the same thing. Um, I don't think I ever finished the final season because it kind of went weird. I I didn't like it, obviously, as much as the movie. Yeah. Um, It held my interest, certainly, the first season. I don't know if I ever finished it either. Yeah, I I definitely, I will at some point. Yeah, but great, great call. Love that movie. All right, dude. Good call, good call. Uh, My number two is The Running Man. (laughs) I Um, thought you might pick that one. Yeah, I just, it's one of those, it's just, I mean, it's- Give me all the the Stephen King. Just bring it all. Give me Richard Dawson as evil Richard Dawson. I know, Mm -hmm. Forrest's first movie. Um, Jesse the Body Ventura's in it, for Christ's sakes. Yes. So, um- on top of the fact that, you know, it does fit the bill, it's dystopian, you know, it's the, 
the world's going to shit. So here's a shiny, here's a shiny nickel every night for you to, you know, watch these big dudes fucking kill all these schmucks. But, um, it's just, it's more of a memory thing. We mean the, my brothers, we used to just watch that thing ad nauseum. We beat the it fuck out of that HBO staple. Tape. I mean, that thing, we had the, it was we had on the tape. constantly. We used to just watch it on tape over and over again. It's, you know, it's got all the, it's Arnold at his most Arnold, <laughs> you know, like the chill out and, and all that stupid shit, you know, it's out. like. It's between that and Where's Total Buzz Recall. He split. <laughs> you know, just that kind of shit. You I know? mean, it's, oh, it's so cheesy. It's perfect. It's like the and punning. it plays game. right into, um, it plays right into your major themes of, you know, those in power control, using something to control the masses. And in this case, it's that, it is the game show. Yeah. So. Awesome. Point. Yeah, yeah. That's great. a great one. Great flick. And I think they take down the satellite with a floppy disk, I believe, right? <laughs> Pause. Yeah, but it's one of the oversized. It's like a five and a quarter. Oh, it's a zip drive. They had to hold it straight to get it in there and push the arm down to <laughs> Don't bend walk it, it into place. Exactly. You got to be careful. They're fragile. Nice. There you go. So that, that brings us around to uh, number one. And this number one was not on my list until you said, DJ, something about happy futures versus unhappy futures this is not a happy future but it but it popped into my head and i thought it counted uh eternal sunshine of the spotless mind oh there you go so right so uh has some commonality with like total recall where you can you know you can basically screw with your memories you know either having experiences or having experiences removed from your memory space, which changes your existence, right? And eternal sunshine of the spotless mind exists in a, I believe, dystopian future where there's a service where you can go in and have memories expunged, you know, traumatic ones, mm -hmm. right? There's no more PTSD. You can literally go and have the, the trauma that changed your brain's wiring and your memories and things like that, have it pulled out. And that, that right there, you know, means this counts as a dystopian thing. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. But it's also this, it's a wistfully, I wouldn't call it happy, but it was an emotional movie for me because it's, it's two main characters and it's Jim Carrey and, uh, what's her name from Titanic? Uh, Oh Kate yeah, Winslet? yeah. Uh, Kate yeah, Winslet. Kate Winslet. Right. Yeah. I think I think she's the. I think I think that's it too. Yeah. Yeah. And sounds right. And they are lovers who just can't, you know, they can't work it out. Right. They have a very deep, you know, connection. And so I forget the details, but they basically both remove each other from their memories and move on. But mm -hmm. they meet again, and fall in love again, and go in kind of a cycle there. And there was so much, certainly. The way I forget, was it written by Charlie Kaufman and directed by Spike Jones? Or I could be way off. I should have researched it, but it's it's you're it, in the right yeah, wheelhouse. It yeah. all sounds kind of right. But but it's it's produced because you've got some aspects of memories coming and fading, and you know you have effects like people disappearing in on screen and things like that as their memories morph and come back or are reset, and. It's just, I remember it being this beautiful, moving study of, of human relationship and the importance of painful memory and hardship underpinning joy, right? And so I need to go back and watch it again. It's a weird choice, but but it really moved me a lot. And that that's my number one. Excellent. I like it. Excellent. Creative. I like that. Yeah, that's way more creative than my number one. Um, so <laughs> my number one, I went back. Yeah, hey, you know, you had a moment of clarity. I get it. You know, the fog <laughs> lifted. Um, my number one goes back to the first of these movies that I ever remember seeing when Dad showing it to me years and years and years ago. Um, he was always a big fan of like your B level action movies, which I thought yep. this was. Didn't realize it had nearly the legs that it would have or the impact. Um, I'm going with the Terminator franchise. Yeah. I remember okay. watching Terminator, the first one. It's Dad used to show me these when Mom would go out with her friends. That yeah. was the video store rental. All the stuff that, nah, it's, you know, it's just violence. It's not going to shape the kid. Little did he know. Um, but that was my first glimpse in all of these other ones that we saw after. 
these are things I went back to escape from any of those things kind of went back and hunted the same type of movies. Seeing that first Terminator was my first glimpse into this, um, futuristic, just destitute land where everything went to shit. Um, the machines have taken over, people are fighting for survival and, oh, by the way, the future's coming back to fuck with you and try to make sure that you can't screw it up for them. Right. Um, <laughs> and it's, there's something pure, it, it definitely went off the rails the longer it went. T1, T2, I'm good. Anything after that, I mean, Christian Bale's meltdown, notwithstanding, the rest <laughs> of it was kind of shit. Um, yeah. But just that concept of the random man who does nothing but he's there just to hunt. Stop rubbing your chest. <laughs> You're distracting me as you move your hands. I'm exercising. Um, <laughs> the thought that there's something, and you got to understand that was what, 1984? I think so. Probably 85. I was, I was yeah. Harley's age, 11, 12, when I saw this on VHS. I think my stepdad my dad. did the exact same thing, brought it home and we watched it, you know, without we mom. We watched definitely. it on, oh yeah, no, this was just a dad and Chris thing after like little brother and sis were in bed. You stayed up watching this thing, but though, and it just kind of shaped your view on the rest of it. The concept that, you know, not only do the future suck, but it's coming back to get you to make sure you can't screw it up. For- <laughs> you can't unsuck it. The future so Every bad, time you try to unsuck past. it, yeah. we're going to develop new ones and send them back yeah. to fuck you up. So much so that the original one <laughs> has to stick around to defend you. Yeah. That's, but yeah, I, yeah, I had to go back to the start. So Beautiful. Didn't didn't we'll think T1, bit, T2. You know, such a rich, rich topic space, right? <laughs> it is, yeah. It's 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 crazy uh, how like, but it's like it's it's funny because like me, me and Chris have kind of like been like on similar wavelengths the last like few top three. So my number mm. one is also your your typical future robot movie. So my number one yeah. is Wally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was curious. Such a, I mean, it's just, it's such a simple movie. There's obviously not a lot of dialogue in this movie. There's no, it's just, it's, it's just a cute, it's, it's, it's really, it's a beautiful movie. It really is. It's just, it's, it's gorgeous. You could, if you said it was Pixar's greatest achievement from a creative standpoint, Mm -hmm. I would, you really can't argue it. It, I mean, it doesn't have the, you know, the character history of like a Buzz and Woody or like Mm -hmm. a Mr. Incredible, but just, it really is. It's like, it's just good filmmaking. Even and though it's animated. You're right about it being, right, it, it's such a fine piece of art because of that lack of dialogue and the fact that it's animated, yet between the score, which is fantastic, yeah. and and the the animation, you have no problem understanding. In fact, it's a movie that barely needs any translation fall. globally, yeah. right? Because oh, yeah, it's no. just mm-hmm. human, even in its mechanical characters. Yeah. All you get is, Certainly. Eva. That's all you get. Yeah. That's all they yep. say in the whole movie. But yeah. you know, ex- you, you can. Yeah. And, and, and it's just, just with those, eyes and yeah. And notice too, it's just the thing with that too is like the emotional beats that movie can mm. can hit and it, it it can just it can rip your friggin' heart out with yeah. not doing yep. anything. It's crazy. Yep. And when I first saw it, I was like, "What? This is why? Why is no one talking?" But then you watch like, "Oh man, yeah, they yeah. they know what they're doing. They don't fuck around over mm-hmm. there in Pixar." So yeah, that's that movie really earned its its beats and its emotions in a tougher way right you can't manipulate people the same way in you know it it was tough did you ever see the short bernie it's uh b-u-r-n dash e it was the pixar short that oh yeah 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 where the guys his his only job is to go out and fix like lights and the light keeps getting broken yeah i love that thing but good pixar really beautiful you know not not surprising, but also, you know, perfect. <coughs> yeah. So, I don't know why. I just I picked that one. <laughs> we know why because it's awesome. I think that's the I think that's the only one that made all three of our lists. Good. Yeah. 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 Good variety. Mm-hmm. We've been stacking up a lot of stuff like this. That's good. So, so uh, Sean had Minority Report, Children of Men, and Eternal Sunshine. Uh, the spotless mind. Uh, the spotless mind. Such a long <laughs> title. Uh, Chris had Book of Eli, 12 Monkeys, and uh, the Terminator franchise. Mm-hmm. And I had Robocop slash V for Vendetta, Running Man, and Wally. That's that's good stuff. He goes it all is, the way from shooting a guy in the dick to, you know, Wally. I like <laughs> yeah. the range that DJ showed there. Yeah. I wanna I thank wanna you, I <laughs> wanna 
we need to get our shit together and gather together some of our top threes because some of these, whether it's music or movies, the the playlists or the little personal film festivals that come out of them are oh, yeah. just mm. really good. Yeah, I'm going to... um. Also, like you know, eating fests. <laughs> yes, seriously. I know. Um, I know we've talked about it before, but I think I have like some. I should have some nights off. The second job isn't really there this this next six or eight weeks. Yeah. So maybe I can get some time and start cataloging stuff. I should probably do that. I also need to start um getting more episodes up on YouTube. So I'm gonna. I'll. That's my. That's my job. I'll take care of some of that. Try I'll to make sure you take a break for yourself too. A- yeah, yeah. It's more. It's like if they're playing Animal Crossing, I'll just you know I can do it while watching YouTube videos or whatever you know. This so it's true. Yeah, just sitting in the chair is actually kind of good enough for me right now. Just kind of maxing out. So nice. But everyone, yeah. thank you for listening. Uh, once yes. again, follow us at twi- on Twitter at fmn thirty seven. Subscribe where you get your podcast. Uh, reviews are nice too. If you like, uh, just don't be too harsh. <laughs> um, but reviews are good. <laughs> oh, fire away, harsh away. Yeah. Bring it. No. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you uh, if, if you like the show and you know someone that also might like the show, uh, word of mouth is always good, too, because we don't have a marketing budget. So <laughs> we don't have a budget budget. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no shit. So if we also don't make money on this. only fans. You know. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. yeah. To be clear. Yes. We, we also we'll make no money on this. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nor uh, should we, obviously. <laughs> no, 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 no. But uh, <laughs> gee, I watch all train of thought now. Like the only fa- only fan things did it for me. So, Wally, uh, Have a good night, everybody. Later, <laughs> later, guys. Later.